Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. It is Krista and Lindsay, and we are so glad you're here. Hi. How's Two everybody best friends doing? on the couch at WHF Studios in New York, <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> I know you guys are wow with all wow. the pods these days. You guys days. are like podcasts. Like, I'm like, who's been on this couch? I know. Big yeah, news. A lot of like famous. Big names. Celebrities. Wow. Famous people. I'm going to lick the couch after. I'll say this is the most annoying thing people have ever said. We had this idea. Say it, to do a podcast more. studio in New York. We did. Because there and wasn't we, any. We missed the boat. We missed the boat. We didn't have the funds to. We didn't uh... have the funds. But I heard about <laughs> WTF because right? I used to listen to the podcast Horrible Decisions. Mm. And the founder, Wheezy and her best friend. I don't. Do they still do it? Yeah, Mandy. Okay. Yeah. Wheezy and Mandy. It was like a, my. I mean, it was probably in 2017. I listened. Wow. Yeah. It's like it's. Yeah. It's hilarious. Cool. It's all about sex and like dating and da 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 da. Wow. I know that was. And they still do it. An interesting part of my life. I was like having no interesting sex. And I was like, what? You're Butt like plugs? voyeristic. Yeah, into literally. I was like, whoa, life. sounds crazy. It is funny because I bet you actually that's a trend that you would listen to like call her daddy more, like the old call her daddy or mm. this if you're like not having that because you're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But when you are, you're like, totally. Is there an old call her daddy meaning like, was it raunchier back then? She's not anymore. Yeah. The, I think the one previously with her and Sophia was like very raunchy and now oh, it's just like it interviews. Sophia. Now it's just like press interviews. I wonder if it's as popular. Numbers wise. I think so because they have the media marketing behind it of Spotify. Sure. Like, you know. But I'm wondering if like the OGs are like. Also, too, uh, you're getting like Zane, sure. like Gigi Hid. You know, yeah, I don't John even know Mayer. Gigi, John Mayer. You're getting you're like, like huge guests. Yeah, totally that casual. Are like, it's like OK Magazine on a podcast. Yes. Like it's. I huge. heard her live show was amazing. I'm sure. Actually, I was like inspired by that. Yeah. The set looked beautiful. Like. Insane. It looked so fun. I was like jealous. Yeah. I mean, it's a one. She has the money and the production behind it. So that makes it so much easier. And then she's really able to focus on the content of the show. Yeah. That's what we have to tell ourselves, everybody. Mm -hmm. We're the talent. Yeah, we're the talent. We're excited to drop in with you today. Just us two, Lindsay and I. I love doing our solo episodes. I think I want to do more in 2024 and just kind of like catch up. Because one thing I was noticing about the podcast that I listen to, they're always just like casual casual catching up i actually don't listen no structure to many no value ads no value ads just fun <laughs> totally. just giggles just giggles just giggles and goof you guys don't want us to tell you the three steps to Dude, living a living more a fulfilled life, life. <laughs> that leads into my course and program they're like no yeah honestly not at all it's like how to deal with things it's just i think we've had enough we just yeah. want to be silly that'll be our next episode this one will. We've had be. enough. Yeah. That will be the title of our next. Episode. We've had enough. I think as a culture and society, we've had enough. Gosh, I've been traveling for two weeks, and my face, as soon as I step on the plane, just explodes. My my face gets so puffy whenever I travel. Mm. Why do you think? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't look puffy, but you know what I've actually realized: the more cardio hit workouts I do, the leaner my face is. Huh. And I haven't worked out in like two weeks, so I think that's also it. It's like oh, just water waiting to be yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And I've been, I love Element. Element's a sponsor of our show. It's an electrolyte beverage. It has like. Even ODing. ODing yeah. on it. And so 
once you have a little too much salt, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like I know where to go. And then my face just like balloons out. I don't know if I would be able to. I don't drink regular water anymore. It's actually. You are a true addict. And I don't put a whole packet in. I put a little okay, bit. Okay. I just sprinkle. So there's that. But I mean, since pregnancy and now breastfeeding, yeah. if I do, it's, I'm a desert. If I just drink regular water, I might as well be sipping air. It is true now that I really, I, I think it's a mind thing. But now that I understand the benefits of having electrolytes in your water, having minerals in your water, you really have a, I have a weird perception of normal water now where I yes. feel like it's just going right through me. Yes. And it's not actually being absorbed or used properly by my body. Is that true though? I don't I know. I think it is kind of true. I think it is. True. Yeah. I think there's a balance with it. But yeah, now I perceive regular water to be like subpar. Total. This is where we're at. Honestly, this is like the health programming that I've been given <laughs> where I'm like, oh my God, regular water is not, not oh. good. Oh. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, if you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. <laughs> Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, uh, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, so let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3 and 8. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. 
I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. What's going on with you in therapy? How's therapy? We should talk about what we're doing in therapy right now. Yeah, therapy. It's always so wild to me when I think about like every few therapy sessions, I'm like, dude, I've been with my therapist for four years. This particular therapist for, it'll be four years in January. Wow. Yeah. Which it just feels like it's gone by so fast, but also she has like walked me through some of the most like, wow, 2019 times. 2020. So wow. like I started yeah. with her January my girl was 2020. 2020. Mm -hmm. And then pandemic was March, craziness was all that year and kind of into the next year. Like she just, yeah, it's kind of wild. My previous therapist walked me through a lot of like my past life of like shame of the breakup and like singleness and journey. worthiness mm -hmm. in our journey. And now this one is like, yeah, I don't even know, marriage, relationships, in-laws, baby, friendship, changing body, friendship. Yeah, she's seen it all, but she's really, I adore her because she's not just like talk therapy. She's galactic and it's just fun to kind of bring those elements in. Yeah. But yeah, in therapy lately, it's been, I think just like you were saying to me the other day, you're like, wow, when you start dating, it's like, whoo, you really are tested on like all your tools and like kind of all the things that you think you've healed. Yeah. They come <laughs> right to the surface to be like, are you sure? How are you doing? And um, that's the same thing, I think, with motherhood. I think it's the same thing with when you first get married or even just marriage in general. 
but yeah, I've just met my anxiety in really interesting ways in motherhood. And I didn't consider myself like an anxious person before. And I still don't now, but I'm just like, oh, there, this lives in me. And I think I feel more interested in it than like freaked out by it. So for example, like I have anxiety around approaching the holidays with the baby, for example, and like bringing him to like groups, whether it's family or friends and like having him being passed around and like, what if he gets sick? And if it's too much energy for him, like all of these things that are like very much attached to him, where I'm like, I really want to protect him. I feel like I'm so connected to him in a lot of ways that like, here's mom. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. I anticipate those feelings. So just working through through that and how to actually like speak to that, speak to my in-laws, speak to Sean about it, speak to myself in those moments. And it's really about just practicing and realizing that like there is a part of me that still wants to be liked and doesn't want to ruffle anyone else's feathers, even though mine are internally so ruffled by a lot of things lately with the baby so it's definitely calling me into like I am mom I like hear me roar like I I can speak my truth and I can it doesn't have to be fully processed it can be absolutely my preference for my child and there needs to be no over explaining you know I can be really like solid in my decisions and how I feel and trust it think your intuition is really like tested in I love how you're like I am mom hear me roar you're like hey can you guys please not do that <laughs> you're like hear me roar you're like hey everybody I'm gonna say <laughs> totally yeah but like that to me sometimes is roaring because the other would be not saying anything of course you know so it's like I'm, I'm just working doing up. an anxiety of course because it's also like how does it serve my child if I'm like everybody like kind yes. of that energy of like yes because your baby can feel that exactly totally and he any baby can feel it but like you just know your child when like if I am off like you can kind of tell how we're still very very much connected because he was literally inside of me three and a half months ago it's like yeah we kind of sink like that I think it'll get better as time goes on but yeah a lot of that and then just like talking about like how I stay connected with Sean throughout this like I think we're so good at intimacy outside of like what we think of intimacy whether it's sex or physicality but also wanting to like maintain that, you know, as we kind of navigate being more tired than normal, like body stuff. Like I feel good, but also like I pee every time I cough, you know, like there, there's just things about like my everyday physical experience that I'm like, not so sexy. So it's just navigating that and also bringing I think he and I have like brought just a lot of like humor to it lately because it's like this is a season. It's not forever. What is and he's reminding me of like what is kind of newly sexy about this season, whether it's like seeing me as a mom or like getting up in the middle of the night together and just being like, we doing this type of vibe. And that's kind of helped me not to focus so much on like we don't have like that luxurious time to just freaking like be in each other's presence and like romp around like we used to so yeah it's just been so much new and kind of a a welcome challenge I think I don't feel overwhelmed by it I just feel like oh okay this is like this is a season that I think I've been preparing for I think with so much of the work that we've done throughout the years but now it's like oh I I have to actually this 
Yeah, I feel like it's just funny because it's like the season that you pray for. Yeah. And then you're in it. And you're like, oh, new challenges, mm-hmm. new things, you know, like, yeah. but it all is like, yeah, it all feels very, it's interesting with motherhood. I obviously am not a mother, but I have so many of my friends are mothers. Like the themes are very universal. Mm-hmm. Connection with partner post-baby, connection with body post-baby, connection and like boundaries with mm-hmm. other people and like how you and your new child interact with the world or engage with others mm-hmm. and like figuring that out because it's like, you have to be strong enough in your will or your clarity to create a space where like you both feel good about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And to be That's able, interesting. and not to feel like the crazy mom when you have a feeling, right? Like I've kind oh, of been like looking at that's that a good one. where yeah. it's like, you know, when you have like an intuitive feeling about yeah. something and you're like, I know it doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. to oh, anyone yeah. else. Oh my God. And you're like, but I have to stand by that That's and like not a, waver. Yeah. That's like a huge part of any, like my romantic relationships yes yeah trusting my crazy hits yeah (laughs) just being like okay whatever i can't see what what this is but i understand Mm -hmm. i can't see this read on this person i can't see this read on this situation but like i trust you yep and like yep it's following that feeling and and not feeling like does this look or sound crazy to anyone else because it really doesn't matter yes 100 percent. yeah it's such a beautiful time and it is so funny it's just like a different mirror baby mm-hmm. you know like always mirrors yeah <laughs> i know that's like it i was in therapy and it was so funny have you ever done this in therapy where you i sat down and it had been a while and i had mm-hmm. been like in london and spain i'd been doing all this stuff so i came in and i was like oh it's just gonna be a gossip session yeah this is a, like you this come was, in hot you're just like i want to catch up <laughs> this was just like girl like this is just kiki we were just fucking like and but I, then i could feel her being like oh she's not landed at all yeah 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 you know what I, you oh, know that? Yes. I usually tell my therapist. I do I, too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling a little like, yeah. I was like, let me rip for a little yes. bit. And then like, I really want to come down to earth on yes. this thing. Like I was like, I know that you're thinking that I'm not landed and I'm not in my body. And that's kind of pissing me off because I feel good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, just. I literally yeah. said that. I was like, this is pissing me off because I feel good right now. Yeah. And you're like messing up my vibe. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, your energy is everywhere. <laughs> and like, even. Because you're talking about all this stuff. We were talking about like dating and she's like, wow, your energy left the room. And I'm like, no, it's right here. It's right here, bitch. I swear it's like all right here. Like it's all right here and on my phone. And it was just like, yeah, it's been funny because we're so connected that I pick up on her psychically and she Mm. picks up on me psychically that sometimes like messes it up. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. I know what you're going to say. And it's actually helpful because it's providing me the mirror without even saying it. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I know that you're thinking that I'm not talking about this thing. And I see you see that. And I see that too. Yeah. With dating people that are not in LA. Yeah. You know, I'm like, da, 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 dating, whatever. And she's like, and I'm like, I know you're going to say, what's the problem with me dating people in LA? Where's the fear of intimacy? You know, it's uh-huh. like, we can kind of talk about that. Yeah. We can be truthful about that. Um, But yeah, mine is like really figuring out. And it's so funny when I go to therapy because I feel so good. I feel on the other side of the hardest year of my life. Yeah. You know? And going in and being like, I feel really good, being comfortable with that landing and not, it's weird. Yes. Because I'm like, she's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm seeking really Seeking the next thing to kind of. Seeking the next thing, seeking the problem. Yes. And, and thinking that I'm lying. Like, it's like being like, I'm good and being like, yeah, am I, I good? Mm-hmm. It, like, you know, and she's looking at me. She's like, are you good? And I'm like, am I good? I don't know if I'm good. <laughs> like, I like him. Like, I think, is she right that I'm not good? Is she reading something I'm not reading? It's yeah. like 
such an interesting thing because there's a part of me that's like, I want to be good. Mm-hmm. Let me be good. Do you ever like go in like in those good sessions and you're like, I'm really proud of myself for this kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Where- I do think that there's the I think what also she's picking. There's a lot that processing with like sure, my dad sure, and sure. all. Yeah, there's a lot that I more to be processed. Mm-hmm. If I think about it from like a parts perspective, there's a part of me that feels like I want to enjoy this part where I am and actually wants to be okay and wants to be happy so bad. And so I'm like, I'm happy. I'm okay. I feel good. I look good. Let's go. Yeah. And there actually is truth to the other parts of me that exist that are heartbroken about my dad, heartbroken about whatever situation or like not acknowledging that there is like a lot of transition in my life that like if I was present for it, it could be tended Mm to, you know? Yeah. So I think that's that. And it's like, I think in from a, again, a therapy parts perspective, you have to ask the person that usually comes in the me that's like, I'm good. Everything's good to kind of like step aside and acknowledge them and be like, yeah, girl, you are good. And we probably got to talk about this thing. Yeah. This aspect of your past relationship that da-da-da-da or that I haven't thought about that I'm kind of like here here with. It's always so... because So basically she's right, I'm not good. She's right again and I'm not good. But also that's life, right? There's always going to be the contrast somewhere in your life and if there's not, I think there is an avoidance or there is just like not an awareness around it. But I also think, you know, like you deserve to to be in that joy and that like I am good yeah you know like you deserve and it doesn't mean those other things aren't happening and it doesn't mean you have things to process but I also think we don't always have to be in the processing of yeah like we can actually live our life and be like I'm proud of myself for this yeah feeling really good about this and granted I know you're paying her to like sit down and do therapy and like what is she there for but I don't know I feel like we can be so in the And you have been like so in the thick of like what is still needing to be healed or processed. And it's like you forget that like you've come so far. You forget that like there's so many aspects of your life that are just so incredible, which I don't think you've forgotten, but just saying in general. Yeah. You know what's interesting too? This is something I want to talk about. So my therapist, she does a lot of work in eating disorder recovery, eating disorders, body stuff. We've actually never, we don't really talk about that. We have before, obviously, but there was so much more that eclipsed that in my journey. And it's funny because since I've lost weight, I've lost weight since the divorce and my dad and this year just traveling and my focus just has been different places than where it was and I'm holding on to way less. Mm -hmm. I'm moving differently, whatever. And I'll do episodes on my body weight loss stuff for people. It's so much more emotional and processing than it is food and movement. But she also perceives that I'm not doing well because I am thinner, mm. where the outside world perceives that I'm doing better because I'm thinner. Interesting. It's so fascinating to see how people treat me differently. Like, it's actually been very interesting. I don't more. have any judgment about it, but like people, oh my God, you seem like you, you look so good. You seem like you're doing so good. Everything's mm. awesome. Like, you just look radiant, all these things. I'm like, I do feel like my field has changed. Yes. From a spiritual perspective, I'm so much more clear etc living in alignment congruent so people are perceiving i look differently because they're reading through my field differently mm-hmm. but it is something different where because my body looks different i think that people perceive me to be a lot happier because of that mm. and is that it's true, true. yeah it's true yeah. i hate to say it like yeah, it's actually true 
but it's just fascinating. Because I also think it's connected to what you were saying and what you'll do episodes on where like there is that emotional component to when you hold on and or processing a lot and or you feel like you can't be yourself, whether it's in relationship, your marriage, like Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, if I think to times in my life where I wasn't being who I really was, really was, where really am, present, past. And I was putting on like a face or a facade. I think in college, that was like a very big thing. And I, I see pictures of myself. I know. And I'm, it's not that I was like heavy, but I was like a different shape. I literally, I know. I'm like, so who, my face was different. My yes. body was different. I was holding weight in different places. I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And so, yeah, I think like when I began like speaking my truth a bit more yeah. from a grounded place, my body shifted when I wasn't doing, you know, the intense workouts as like a way of escapism. My body shifted like it's so much more. It's so, so, so much, much more. more. Yeah, the way you look, it is weird because I was looking back too at photos and I was like, ooh, I had to have a moment with myself to not judge, you know, and be like, oh, girl, like what's up? But feeling better about myself as a being mm-hmm. leading to looking better in my body. It's like they both match. Yes. But radiance, radiance to radiate is like when you have less masks, Mm -hmm. like someone radiates in their authenticity because the masks are gone. Mm -hmm. The masks aren't there. So for me, I have so much more, so much less space between the truth of my soul and who Mm -hmm. I am and the world. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm walking here this morning and I'm literally listening to gospel for 30 minutes. I'm singing in the street. I'm like doing my thing. I'm just like Mm -hmm. in my flow of God source universe as much as possible and noticing in micro moments when I'm not being myself. Yeah. And I was at speaking at something recently and I was talking to someone and I know this person, there's a lot of people in our industry that we know and are cool with that I love and respect them, but there's, I don't feel authentic in that mm-hmm. relationship. And that could be a me thing, could be a their thing, could be our energy. It's totally fine. But I was noticing myself being inauthentic and I was like, oh wow, I can't actually stand this anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually couldn't be in that Bad for your health. Bad for my health. And there might be a time where I can come back and I can be fully anchored in my authenticity and be able to engage with this person without feeling bad about wavering or without being tempted to waver. But in this moment, I'm like, I actually can't be with people that I don't feel like I can be myself with. Yes. Or like speak my truth or just be in this like grounded, dropped Mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you are being more of yourself and like there's less of that second conversation of insecurity that fear, that holding back, that judgment, which I was in for so long in my relationship, like so much holding back, so much self-doubt, so much like self-loathing, so much inauthenticity. It was all just like clogged in my field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All that to say, God is a plastic surgeon. All that to say, God is a plastic surgeon. God did me dirty before and did me well forget, in this Forget round. Dennis Gross for your yeah, face. Um, all that to say, lose 20 pounds by unclogging your field. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense, everybody? Come to us for the silence. <laughs> Come to us for the real facts and figures. But, tr- but profound. Profound. Yeah. Also, it's interesting too. Dudes look at you different when you think it's also feeling confident in your body. I was going to say. I was going to say that might be it too. The confidence. And be, being at our age, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. When I nice. was in my 20s, it was like deep, 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 deep. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Oh, this has to be da 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 da. Cut da da da. I used to fantasize about taking a knife to my body and like sculpting my body. Mm. And now I'm like, I don't. I'm like, dude, let's fucking have fun. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I think you realize 
And I think it does come with getting a little bit older, right? We're still young, still fresh, but we do have that experience and Mm -hmm. that like maturity that I think is like, yeah, breeds confidence, but it's just like sexy. It's like, I don't know what it is. And I was even, I was thinking about that too, with like the way my body has changed and like just looking at myself in the mirror and being like, yes, it's different. Sure. There will come a time where I feel like, yeah, maybe I'll want to tighten this up or do whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful I'm at an age and a time in my life where like I can look at my body, still feel sexy and also still feel like proud in a way, like where you kind of link the two where you're like, whoa, my body just did this. Yes. Just created a baby. We just had a baby like and it's so resilient. It's crazy. Like I'm glad that that self-talk is louder than the micro managing of like, how can we fix this? How long is it going to take? What is it going to be like? Do I have to get new clothes? What is the deal? Because it can take up so much space in your mind, in your day, between your relationships. It can just create so much like weird static. And if you're dating, like that is a conversation that's always kind of on. And it's like to not have that and just be in the full experience of dating and being with people and like enjoying your body and enjoying like the connection. I mean, it to our point earlier of just being so close to source it's like that's what that is yeah you know yeah especially like a tuning in dating you because it's like you're using it for the whole conversation mm-hmm. nlp says 55 percent of interactions are body language yes eight percent is the content of what you're saying and then the rest is your voice tone but that body language and like being able to like use your body in conference or like feel how it feels like when you see someone yeah where do you feel it like what's the experience that you have and like yeah I remember hooking up when I was younger was so much more like okay how does my body look what is my Mm -hmm. body doing like what are we it was just so much more in my head yes rather when you get older you're like let's rip let's rip totally this episode is brought to you by better help uh therapy y'all I don't know I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. How has dating been feeling? A pleasure and a delight. Mm-hmm. And at times, hard. <laughs> Both. Yeah, it's like the best in the experience you are totally in. This is what a whole relationship is. This is going to sound so stupid. 
but the power is shared between you of the relationship. And it just feels like someone else has the power over you all the time. Mm. Even though that's not true. That's not the goal. Obviously, you have your own power, but mm -hmm. it feels like that. Especially in the beginning. Especially in the beginning. Are they going to text me? Are they going to call me? Are they going to show up in this way? Are they going to do this thing? Like, da, 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 da. But it's just so beautiful because it's so much surprise. Because yeah. you'll be like in something and they'll say something and you're like, oh my God, like what a delightful surprise. Mm -hmm. Or they'll do something and it's like, what a delightful surprise. Yeah. And so it's been helpful. Like I've had to really pull back of surrendering that part of me that wants to be controlling, that wants to lead, that wants to do everything, that wants to make myself feel safe and loved and validated by taking the reins and the lead. Because I feel like in the past, the men that I've been with haven't. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I can do it. I can lead us wherever. And I can like drive the ship and do all the things. But I'm like trying to not be in that and trying to just be more lean back, let it flow. And it's just a different world. Like the dating world has more standards, I think, than before. Mm. That's what I've noticed where I'm like, since I've been out of it, I don't understand things. So it's like, I think I told you, but I went on a date with someone and it was our first date and we were messaging and it was like 730. And I was like, so like, what happens at these? Like, do we eat? Do we not eat? Totally. Like, I don't know what we're doing. And he's like, whoa, chill out. Like, we need to figure out if we enjoy each other's company before we commit to eating. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to eat before. Which is one man's opinion. You fucking weirdo. Like, <laughs> whatever. But I actually liked it. I yeah, need yeah, boundaries. Yeah. I need sure. a man to be like, no. Mm -hmm. I need a man to be like, I need to see if you're cool. Mm -hmm. because or, like most men are like whatever you want babe mm -hmm. investing I'll in take you, you anywhere yeah. let's go to like a five you know it's like no I'll mm -hmm. buy you a house it's like no just like mm -hmm. say no to me because <laughs> I will say yes honestly like I'm like <laughs> literally talk to me like a boy and I was like I didn't know those type of rules that you do a sure. drink on the first one you don't kiss on the first date and then you you know these these weird things these subtleties that I'm like oh that's what you do mm. you only hang out for a date a few times a week that's like a normal pace me, I'm like, yes, once a week is like a, a good pace. Yeah, I think, yeah. Me, I'm like, we're moving in. Chemistry is there. This is it. How about every night? Wrap it up. Literally, <laughs> I am. I'm like, so you're coming over tonight? Like, uh, I have like the college person's perspective. Totally. Because in college, you're like, you just meet chemistry and you hang out 24-7. Yes. So I'm kind of like, okay, that's what we should do. But you it's forget like, they have no, like a, life. a professional career. And I have and a professional like, career yeah, too. Of course. And that I'm but like, you'll make time for it. Literally, then I'm like, <laughs> ignore him. Like, move that meeting. I'm like, cancel that thing. This is me going on a walk in the park. But I'm curious your thoughts on the difference between men and women in that way. Say more. I think there is a part of many women, and it's like such a sweet part. That's like, you know what, this matters to me and I'm going to make time for it. And I think it's not that men don't make it a priority, but especially in early dating, I don't know if guys are able to multitask like women do, totally you know? And so it's like, they might have like a project this week that's like, they have a presentation on Friday and like literally that's all they're thinking about. And yeah, they know they have a date with you, but like they kind of know that that's solid and like they'll get to planning it and they might like text you a few hours before and let you know. Meanwhile, we are like- yes. So we've blocked out an entire 12 hour period for you. No, honestly, let me and know. When. So, you know, it's yes, I think there's a bit of that, which I think if and when the relationship progresses and becomes more like yeah. grounded and like solid and less wondering, then it's less of that. Yes. You know, you can kind of communicate your yes. thoughts and feelings and it becomes like it becomes the flavor of your relationship and the expectations of your relationship. But right now... I don't know. I feel like guys take a little bit longer to 
bring that into their field of like, I care about this. I'm going to make time for this. I'm going to be actually thoughtful about it. I'm going to plan in advance. I'm going to do that. You know? Yes, totally. I feel like girls do that automatically. Yes, because we do that with our friendships. Yeah. Like we're communal. Especially you. I'm like, I know. You know, that's the whole thing with my dating is like, I feel like I have to be inauthentic because I'm like, I go all the fuck in with people that I enjoy. Anyone in my life I'm obsessed with and I would do anything for and I will like be in the weeds in the there for you and I'm just like in so it's hard for me because I feel like I have to like pull back on that part of me Mm. we're also too like I'm so loving and complimentary and like I sound like a psychopath when I'm talking right now but I I am I'm like I love to build people up I love to like see the truth and and so it feels like probably for the men that I'm dating that I'm like giving them so much more than like they probably get from people Mm -hmm. love in the beginning and they're like what's yeah literally real or are you real or also like, are you this is a chill? Lie. Yeah. You know, like chill lady. We're not, who, this isn't true or not. And then the fear not. of, am I too much? Am I too much? Exactly. Am mm-hmm. I too much? Exactly. So when I'm getting to know someone and they're going through something, my inclination is to like call them, like go in, like hold, you know, hold space yeah. and do whatever. But it's like, I got to kind of see how they like to be held mm-hmm. because I can't go and expect immediately people to go to the level of intimacy and honesty that I want to go to. Yeah. Because they might not want to or be able to or they might think it's too much or whatever. But I do feel like women are connective creatures and we live for relationship. We're relational beings. And also all of us, and I think this is the hungry ghost for a lot of women. So the hungry ghost thing is a Taoist principle. And it's basically like that shadow part of you that runs your life. That like aspect of your being that like kind of lives beneath the surface but drives a lot of the decisions that you make. For me, my hungry ghost is connection because I was so neglected and sort of abandoned when I was younger. My perception Mm -hmm. could be true or not. And I have a hungry ghost of connection. Like I will do anything for connection. And it feels like a hungry ghost. Mm. It feels like what do I do? It almost gets distorted sometimes. What do I do to get connection? I will forgo being authentic. I will forgo being these things because I want to feel connected to someone. That's why this job is so good for me. That's why speaking and working with people is so good for me. Because it satisfies that part of me in a positive way, but still satisfies the hungry ghost. So I think women are just so driven for connection that we also are like, I feel this hit of this connection, of this polarity, of this like intimacy, and I want more of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, feels so good that you just want to keep going. Yes. And you like, don't want to stop. Yeah. And so it's like and you're like, I know how to nurture this. Exactly. And I've nurture, had to. Yeah. Let me nurture this. All and let day. me show you how to nurture this. Yes. And then it becomes, yeah, it becomes a little bit of a power struggle. Like yes. to your point earlier. Yes. Where, where I'm seeing that they have the key to my feeling connected. Yes. You have the power to make me feel connected. So I need you to feel connected. So therefore you have the power. Yeah. And you, most of the men, because I'm with healthy men, are not like, let's hang out 24 seven. You're my wife. We're getting married. We're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like When men say that at the beginning, like I'm like, no, red that's flag. red flag. Yes. If you are talking about marriage and kids on our first date, that is a red flag. Yes. You need to get a life. Completely. Even on the second date, third date, like, no, mm-hmm. I want that to happen naturally. So when you're with healthy men, they have the men that I've been with are not boundaried in a way of a wall, but they have yeah. their own boundary where I'm so Pisces where I'm like, how do I get in there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, how do I get to the truth of who they are? Like, how do I? I remember in dating my codependency was just fucking on fire. Whoa, yeah. Where I'm like, thank God I've started that journey before this. Completely. Yeah. Completely. But even I started that journey and then got married or like even engaged and I was like, boom. 
Uh, or like we moved in together and I was yeah. like, whoa, I'm so codependent. This is yeah. crazy. And you just kind of have to. I did an episode a long time ago on codependency, one that got me in trouble with my family. But anyway, it's all good. It's all good. We do this for you guys. <laughs> all you. You're my family. No, but. And it was in that episode that I was just relating to this like identity of codependency because I think we can be like given these titles in therapy or wherever it is or we like, learn them on Instagram and we're like, oh, I'm codependent. Fuck. And it was like to your recent work, parts work, it's like there's a part of me that's really codependent and like getting to know that mm-hmm. part that's like, wow, that I, I kind of had to be that way and or adopt that way of functioning with my family because it made me feel loved or it made me feel seen or understood and or it made me feel safe, you know, to kind of like co-regulate with my parents, et cetera, or it made me feel like accepted. And so I realized that like each season of my life, each even re- profound relationship in my life codependency is actually going to present itself a little bit, maybe a little bit less each time as we go on and do more work with it. But it's such a now like a welcome reminder of like, oh, yeah, there will always be that part of me that seeks whether it's that like validation, yours is connection, like, or that like feeling of being understood. And so how can we bring her to this table and like introduce her to your life now? And what's true about it. So like in my marriage, it's like reminding her that like I am with someone who sees me but also seeks to understand me in a way that is, you know, really loving and conscious and like measured. And it's just helped me because sometimes the work will come back up and you can get really frustrated. You could be like, I thought I healed that. I thought I'm not codependent anymore. And same with like you dating now. You're like, whoa, like this stuff is coming up and it's like, those parts of us are like a part yeah, of us. They never us. go away. Yeah. Yeah. And in IFS work, parts work, it's like the parts never go away. Mm-hmm. You just have better relationships with them. Yeah. Because if you have a part of you, say the codependent part of you, and you approach that part and you're like, I love you and I want you to go away. That's not actual love. Yes. You know, in Strength to Love, MLK says, loving your enemies is loving them as they are not because you want to change them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just really have to love these parts of you, like whatever, however they're showing up mm-hmm. and however as they are. I think for me, it's the codependence and like me going out of what I would do for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, let me change my plan. Let me do this. Let me move this around for, you know what I mean? Yes. Because I have scarcity, a fear of I won't feel that feeling if I don't do this thing. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have that feeling again. I won't have that opportunity again. I can't do this. Unless I like change my plans or move things around or make it happen. Yeah. And also I have to make it happen. That's another thing too. Yeah. Which is true or not, but. It's like a, it's also a connect to like control. Like how can I have control sure. over this experience? My God, a hundred percent. So that it doesn't. I'm feeling out of control because I'm feeling like someone else has power over me. Yeah. How can I get control back? Yeah. And I, it, that's been crazy. And do you feel like uh, there's an added layer of being here in New York and having the experience in New York as of right now? And there's like a timeline. So it's like you're here for a certain time. So yeah. would it be different to your therapist's point of why aren't you dating in LA yet? Yeah. Like what that would feel like if it was a little bit more spacious, spacious and like so much better. But I think it's also this I've been dating in other Cities, places yeah it's like that container of the that i like totally because i'm like let's fucking go totally in you know what i mean i'm like let's date every day let's and then i'll go home to la and sleep for t- exactly weeks. i'll <laughs> sleep for three weeks i'll shave my legs again i'll like whatever and it's like i like that kind of pressurized mm-hmm. thing it's exciting it's exciting it's and there's like oh 
I'm going to go catch mm-hmm. it, get it while it's hot. Uh, but you I don't know what I'm doing. It, yeah, it's like those early days of dating where it's like you got plans, you got know, and plans. it's like we got dinner. We, we're going to go to this yes. thing. We're going to go to this yes. like little event thing or whatever. And I remember still wanting to like maintain that or feel like I needed to when I was in like a committed relationship. For and sure. sometimes it would be like, let's just like, let's not do all of that. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't need kind of those like flashy glimmer, like glittery things totally. to legitimize our relationship right now. Totally. We can do that, but yep. like, it's not going to be, if we don't do something like that this weekend, like yep. it's still going to be a great weekend. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. I was thinking about this recently. I don't know who I was talking to, but I was somewhere at lunch with someone. And I was talking about how it's so funny that in a relationship, it's almost like we court people at the wrong time. And at the beginning, the energy and discovery and chemistry of a relationship is enough to sustain interest and excitement. And when you are been in a relationship for years, that's when you actually need to court the person. Mm -hmm. But it's actually at the beginning, you actually don't need to court them Mm -hmm. because you could be Mm -hmm. literally sitting on a couch for eight hours like I was this week and just be like, this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. I don't need food. I don't need water. I just need the sustenance of this conversation in this moment. We court so much at the beginning. It's like the courting, this is happening. But it's like when you've been dating for four years, that's when you actually need to be courted. Mm -hmm. You actually need Mm -hmm. to be taken out. You actually need to be prioritized on the schedule. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And so we do it like all backwards. It's like, how Mm -hmm. could we move all of the effort to the part where you really need it? Yeah. Because at a point you're like, I don't feel valid. I don't feel, you know what I mean? Well, you experience kind of this like come down and then it becomes confusing. You're like, are we okay? Yes. You know, rather than kind of this gradual build to like a sustained. Yes. It's like the, what is it? Maintenance part of your relationship or like Mm. the post honeymoon phase. Yeah. Like totally. Yeah. Just gets to be the point where in relationship you need to make effort. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel like within your relationship, you feel like it's now effort time? Do you feel like it's maintenance time like what do you feel like how would you like label marriage in this moment as a new parent I think it's I guess maintenance is a good word where it's like we are committing to like date nights at least twice a month but we're kind of shooting for every week if we can and that could just be like dinner in the neighborhood that could be like a night at home where like cook dinner or watching a movie or we're sitting down and like just catching up but Going out, I think, is like a good practice for us. Getting dressed up, like just kind of like being in that energy together again rather than like me being like washed up sporty spice all the time in my house. But yeah, I think it's maintenance and like we've just made it a practice like at night, you know, when we are in bed to kind of it's a debrief on the day, but it's also because we've been away from each other all day and I've had such a different experience than he's having not better or worse or harder or easier for either of us, just different, that we really understand each other's days Mm -hmm. and like how we're feeling. Because I think, you know, if I'm with the baby all day, it is a different level of fulfillment, but also stress, tiredness. And so for him to just kind of have a peek inside of that, I think is really important because I'm someone who I, you might not know that I'm having like a day. I can put on a pretty good, a pretty good, I don't know, face or like just I can power through it, baby. So it's important for me to be honest with him about like what was great about the day, what was really hard about the day. And if I need any like support, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's because he can't read my mind, he doesn't know what happens when he's not there. So I think those have been really, really important. So I don't feel like I'm misunderstood Mm -hmm. if I'm 
a little off or whatever. So that's like one of my things where I'm like, I need, I really want you to understand. So the communication is super important. And then also like, it's been so important that I just communicate my new anxieties because yeah, there's a part of me that feels bad that I'm feeling anxious about certain things. And like, I don't want to hold us back in experiencing certain things in life. So for example, we were invited to a wedding in Mexico in February or March, and I just have feels about it. I'm like, I don't, for many reasons, I don't know if it's like, they're not like great friends. So I don't feel much about it. Mm -hmm. But I also know there's a part of him that I don't think he's passionate about going, but I know he would like, like, yeah, we should, maybe we can think about it. And I'm like, okay, Lynn's like, communicate the honest feelings of what this is bringing up for you. And we don't have to make a decision now, but I just want to bring him into this really intense internal feeling that I can't necessarily describe fully, but I will do my best so that he's not saying like, are we ever going to like get back to like Mm. doing stuff out there? Yeah. So it's been about over communication in that sense and doing so from a place where when I'm in like a really, I think more grounded moment. And if I need to have like a little freak out like I kind of I do so in my own time because I I actually don't like to communicate while freaking out hey that's a good one that's growth (laughs) sometimes it feels good to communicate number one tip it's actually my favorite time to communicate is when freaking out but it's it's like it's not the most maybe it's a shame thing for me where I feel embarrassed but and he doesn't care he's like fucking I like when you get crazy but I'm like Mm. I think people say that and then they hear and see me crazy and they're like, that hurt me. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, you hurt my feelings. You just punched me in the face. Literally. (laughs) You just called me a pussy. I'm like, what do you want from me? Yeah. So it's like. People say that the guys are like, show me everything. Show me all sides. You're like, do you really want that? You do not actually want that. I know Sean's different. Sean can hold it. No, but still. I'm like, let me have my moment because. I also feel I don't feel I don't feel good when I'm not able to like communicate in a totally grounded way. Yeah. You know, it's just so much more productive to just go through your own little process. Mm -hmm. And I have to always suss out like what is true and what's not true. Exactly. What is just me looking through my lens of this is how I see the world and like putting it on you as something that you're doing. And how temporary is this feeling? Yeah. I keep thinking that where I'm like, I could feel totally different next month. Just give me exactly. a second. Literally give, give like me a month. Every week is different yeah. in this season of my life. So I'm like, just give me a moment, which is good. I think a practice of being like, hey, can I have time? Yes. To make that decision. 100%. You know. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Guys, we also turned in our book manuscript. Yeah. Man. Our book. So book update. So, I mean, the fact, I just have to say, the fact that we wrote a book during the hardest year of your life. Yeah. During a year of intense. There was teardrops on each page. Yeah. <laughs> and blood. And blood. I was pregnant, just like all the things. And I don't know. I'm just like really proud of us. I don't, I think it was the perfect year to write it. And I don't think it was the 100, ideal. 100,000 ideal of quality bomb book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really crystallized why we wrote it. Like, it just feels so good. I'm so proud of us. Our book deal was. Well, I remember bawling at our, we got our book deal. It was one of the best days. Just having that like recognition of, it's funny how things come through for me. And I think maybe for you too, I'm not exactly sure the intricacies, but for me, my manif- I have small manifestations all the time, but it's like, they're just big ones that come through the back door. Yeah. It's like, you never saw that one fucking come in. You were pushing hard for this thing. And then this came through easily through the back door. Mm-hmm. Like I got you. It's just so nice. And 
the book writing process was a journey. In the beginning was super fun. You're kind of just getting all your thoughts on paper. I had so many things that I wanted to share that I talked about online or whatever concepts I wanted to expand upon in a way that was that lived in in 2D, 3D, or in 3, 4D, 5D, mm-hmm. that lived in someone's hands. And then the editing, the end part was like where it was really hard. Going yeah. through your work, cutting it down, like moving things around, like looking at your stuff. How do I make it work with my thing? And yeah, the end was like kind of painful. Yeah. To be honest, I was like, oh gosh. It's also just a lot to be reading through the manuscript. You've either read it a hundred times and you're like, does this now suck? A hundred percent. It doesn't. Honestly. But it's like you read it so many times that you're like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. You're like, I don't Isn't know. Isn't that joke funny? Yeah. So that was really trying. And then to be reading through a digital manuscript for me was really hard. Yes. I, I like to read a book like in my hands. It's easier to kind of conceptualize, oh, this is a book. Okay. I'm reading a book rather than like yep. I'm reading a document. Yes. A hundred percent. So that was challenging. And then, yeah, like going through and, and killing our darlings as Nikki yeah. would say, we have a book collaborator who was super supportive. And basically after Krista and I would write our chapters, she would go through and just kind of, you know, if it needed shaping, if it needed like moving around or like just softening how it transitioned between our chapters. Every single thing that she would add to the book would be like a sentence and she would always highlight it and be like, is this okay? Yes. There was never any words that weren't ours because she would even be like, hey, is this okay? Yes. And I felt like her presence and energy was really helpful in our process where like I was thinking about if we didn't have someone kind of just supporting us through our first book that we're writing and we were just writing it, I feel like we would have been more anxious yeah. and also just like... Oh, I would have been lost. Is this, lost yeah, in the sauce. Is this a book? Like, what or I, What are we writing? We would and, have and are we okay? never been able to do that. Never. Without her. Yeah. To guide us on timelines, deadlines. Yes. Like... Structure When of you're going to turn things in, when I'm going to turn things in, look at your work, looking at my work, like... Maybe down the line when we've done a few books, we could probably figure it out ourselves. But like that first one, I would have never. I want to have her on. Yeah. Talk I think we're going to have process. her on. We can kind of talk about our process. She lives in Boston. You can DM us if you want her information. I don't want to put her on blast if she doesn't want to be on blast. But yeah, that's going to be coming out in 2025. We'll go on tour. We'll do all of that. So for almost 30, it's really like doing a lot of things behind the scenes in 2024 with setting up the business, with kind of updates for branding and stuff like that. And, you know, you're stepping into motherhood. I'm stepping into like my speaking, my healing, my retreats and all of that. And it's really beautiful because I feel like almost 30 as a brand and business and community is so strong and is so stable and is so consistent and is something that we've built and poured so much love into over the past eight years that we can run it in a way that feels really good for us. Yeah. So we're just grateful for your guys on the journey and the way that you've supported us in this process of almost 30s evolution and the next phase of our evolution after writing the book in 2024 and this year, it's just going to be really, really good. So we love you guys. Love you so much. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Almost30.com. Morning Microdose is our second show. You can listen to more solo episodes for Lindsay and I. You can search solo, almost 30. We and Lindsay also do our own episodes. Lindsay talks about her life and her journey. I talk about mine, our teachings, our musings, all on the Almost 30 podcast episodes. And then Morning Microdose is our daily dose of Almost 30. We have our Instagram and TikTok, Almost 30 podcast. And you can find me on Instagram, Krista Williams. It's at It's Krista. And I'm at Lindsay Simsic. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye.